0: Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of The Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go.
1: America's Small Business Conversation
0: is on
1: the air it's the pat miller show one hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business not in it it's time to solve problems capture opportunities and celebrate your wins powered by the idea collective small business community this is the pat miller
0: show now your host pat miller the idea coach We are back for another edition of America's Small Business Conversation. Hello, I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, your host, and today's a very special day. It's a special day because we're going to work on our business and not in it. But it's also a special day because it's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve? That doesn't seem like Happy New Year. That's what you say, right? So, Happy New Year. But I'm not going to allow us just to skim over all the goodness that is New Year's Eve. On this episode of The Pat Miller Show, we're definitely going to talk about 2023. Oh, I've got thoughts. And I've got guests. You're going to want to hear them. But we do need to spend some time with New Year's Eve. Because New Year's Eve is crazy fun. And it can be really effective. So we'll tell you who's on the show here in a minute. But let's talk about New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve is a time to kind of relax and enjoy with your loved ones. Now, I am uh, old, kind of. Well, yeah, I guess I'm kind of old. And I remember New Year's Eve when I was younger. Oh, man, that was just go out and um, uh, make friends with some bartenders, right? Like it was a time to go out and enjoy yourself. And if you're going to go out and do that tonight, great. God bless. Don't drive. Be safe on the roads and get after it. Then when I got to be like in my 30s, it was go out to dinner with friends or go to like a hotel party, right? Still fun, but a little more under control. And then when Abby and I had kids, that everything changed, right? We wanted to be home and we went through the time where friends would come over to the house and you'd play games and hang out. But now we're at the point where it's like, you know what? let's just lock the door and have a beverage and make a really nice meal in the house and relax. We're not quite at the stage where we go to bed before midnight, but I don't think I don't think that's far away. So if you're hanging out in the house tonight, I think you might be curious about what's on TV because You know what? That's what we're kind of down to. There's a country New Year's. There's a Ryan Seacrest New Year's. But the one I wanted to call your attention to, because it just seems crazy to me, Miley Cyrus is hosting a New Year's Eve show with Dolly Parton in Miami. Miley, Dolly in Miami. It's going to be wild. All right. So whatever you do tonight, enjoy yourself. I will be on the couch having a cocktail, uh, enjoying a nice dinner with my family and hopefully, you're going to have something equally as epic to look back on 2022 and enjoy it. So, let's do that in our business, shall we? Because this is a business show. It's not just a food and drink recommendation show, although sometimes it is. When we reflect on the previous year, it's easy to reflect on the good stuff that happened. This happened big sale, new platform. New event, new partner, new employee, whatever the good stuff is, we're conditioned to do that. But I want to challenge you today, because we're not partying yet, right? It's still in the morning on New Year's Eve. I want you to reflect on the stuff that didn't go well. And I want to take a minute and really celebrate your losses. And that sounds so silly, but just give me a minute here. Let's celebrate your losses, Because the only thing that will be different in your business one year from today will come as a result of risks that you choose to take in the next 12 months. Because if you keep on doing what you're doing, next year at this time will probably be exactly where you are right now. But if you want things to grow, if you want things to change, if you want to build, at some point in the next 12 months, you're going to have to take a risk. So when you sit down on New Year's Eve next year and reflect back, if you only focus on your wins, then you're only focusing on the risks that worked out. I want to take a minute and look at the risks that didn't work out because there's still something to learn there. I'll share my biggest risk and complete failure from this past year. My biggest risk that ended up being a complete failure is I went into the Idea Collective small business community where we have entrepreneurs from all around the world collaborating and things are going great in this community where we're connecting people. And I thought, hey, everyone, let's go on a vacation together. Let's go to Cancun, you know, kick off our shoes for a couple of days, have some sunshine and cocktails and not work. To me, it's a no-brainer. And it's something that I think we're absolutely going to do someday. But I did it all wrong. I didn't give people enough lead time for the trip and for the on-sales segment. The pricing wasn't quite right. The messaging wasn't quite right. I just didn't do a really good job with it. So it would be easy right now, today, to think back on the stuff that went well. The retreat went well. I did my first TED Talk this year. We launched this show. All this stuff went well. But by pausing and reflecting on this trip that didn't go well, I can extract all the stuff I need to do better so I can take that risk again in the future. So if you take inventory of the stuff you screwed up, you can find the areas that you should spend more time on moving forward in 2023. So take some time today. It's a good thing to do maybe for a walk or the treadmill. Just think about the stuff that didn't go quite right and don't beat yourself up about it. Celebrate it. Those are risks and those risks will get you to a better state in the future, especially if you take the time to reflect on how the last ones you took maybe didn't go well. So that's definitely something to do today. The other thing to do is to look forward. And on today's show, we're going to talk about resolutions and we're going to talk about Things that could go better in the business? Like, what do you want to build on? And we've got three guests today that are going to give you some thoughts on how to make 2023 better. Our first guest today is Anza Goodbar. Now, what Anza does is she helps people throw live events. Now, I'm not talking about just like a coffee mixer, I'm talking about big events for your business. And in today's interview, She's going to help you think about what it takes to create an event for your business. Think about what would happen to your business if you had all of your best customers and prospects in the same room, and they all had you to thank for bringing them together. Do you think you could close some more business? Do you think you could build your no like, and trust factor? Heck yeah. So as you're thinking about 23 with a blank slate, maybe an event for your business is a part of your future, our interview with Anza Goodbar will give you the framework so you can think about it. The second guest today you don't want to hear from. I-, I doubt you want to hear from them, at least. But it's really a good interview and something you should hear. Our second guest is Hallie Brooke. She helps entrepreneurs get fit. Oh gosh, I know. I know, I know. My New Year's resolution as well is to get off the couch and try and lose some weight. I'm right there with you. But if you're thinking, I'm a busy entrepreneur. I can't possibly get on the treadmill or go to the gym. I've got to worry about my business. She's going to blow up that thinking real, real quick. She's going to share a statistic that says the highest performing entrepreneurs are the fittest entrepreneurs. So if you want to get fit In 2023. If that's your resolution, we have an interview with Hallie that will show you how to do it. And then our celebration is just good vibes. Heather Hernandez from Brothers Painting talks about how to apply for awards and recognition to take your business to the next level. All of that is going to help you perform better in 2023 and helping you grow. That's what we do. So, what do you say? You want to get going? Let's kick off this episode of the Pat Miller Show. We will talk with Anza Goodbar and how to create a killer event for your small business next.
1: America's Small Business Conversation continues next
0: on the Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching
2: and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders, but through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com. Act now, Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com.
1: Now, America's Small Business Conversation
0: continues on the Pat Miller Show. Everybody's full of that energy as they look forward into 2023. I mean, it's New Year's Eve. How can you not get excited about what next year will bring? And I'm confident that this interview we're going to do right now is going to give you a big idea and help you out in the next 12 months. Joining us for what's working right now is Anza Goodbar from Anza Goodbar Coaching and Consulting. Anza, it's great to have you here on the Pat Miller Show. Before we get into what's working right now, tell us about your agency and your business and who you help.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, Like you said, my name is Anza Goodbar. My agency is Anza Goodbar Coaching and Consulting. We're a full-service agency that helps service-based entrepreneurs grow and scale their business by helping them through coaching, improving their leadership and business acumen. We also have a VA arm of our business, so we can do do done-for-you services to help them get to where they want to be in 2023.
0: That means you've got your hands on a lot of different businesses. You're advising a bunch of different people. So I can only imagine what you're going to share right now. What's working right now? What can we learn about growing the business in 2023?
3: Sure. Well, one of the things that is coming back is live events and it has been a huge business grower for many of my clients this year and taking them into next year to be able to scale to hit that mid six figure and seven figure level in their business
0: it's great to see them coming back because there's a whole segment of our life that just feels whole again that we can get back in person with other human beings and shake hands and business appropriate hugs you know all that stuff that we got to do it just feels good to be with others so talk to us about how your clients and how you advise people to think about the business side of doing live events.
3: Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the number one things that you really hit on the head is people are longing for connection. So when you're looking at building an event, you want to look at A, who is that target audience that you're wanting to bring together? You want to be very specific in that aspect for your marketing efforts. Two, you want to be able to make your, inner, your event interactive. You want people to have opportunities to connect and engage with each other and with whoever your speaker team is. They want to feel like they're a part of the process. And then you need to look at what facility is going to be best for the environment that you're trying to create.
0: Those are really great starters, really great ways to think about it. Because if you're reaching the people you want to bring together you're giving them something unique where they can interact and it's at a facility that they feel comfortable all of those things will drive a positive outcome but for someone that's listening to you saying live events i mean i guess i could sell tickets for 50 bucks or something like that or maybe trade out a sponsorship i mean Mm -hmm. what kind of business can you generate with a proper live event you know you would be
3: surprised pat at the amount of revenue Pardon me that you could create at an event. I have one client who did a 500 person live event at a hotel facility. It was a three and a half day event. She charged $2,500 a head for people to come. Um, And then she sold into a 90 day mentoring program. And she also sold into her event for next year. She made a million dollars from that event. I have had clients, I know it can be very lucrative if it's planned out with a strategy and you're really highly focused on who you're trying to target and that you're providing the right takeaways. I also have a client who uses smaller retreats. She does things for 12 people or less. She rents a high-end Airbnb at different locations across the country, depending on the season, and we bring people in, and we have a self-contained, highly intimate group where you're able to focus and really dig deep on whatever uh, that particular takeaway is that you're that you're struggling with, and you need to know how to do it. It builds in accountability. It brings in intimacy. It creates higher levels of networking and she charges, um, $1,500 per event for a two day week. And then she sells into a group mentoring or group coaching kind of program. And her year long program goes for about $25,000. So, um, wow. there are huge opportunities, um, when you're looking at dealing with a high ticket item and with higher level clients. So um, for people who have discounted doing an event thinking, oh, I can only get 25 or 50 bucks per seat, that's a myth that really needs to be broken through for next year.
0: So we're talking about ticket revenue, sponsorship revenue, selling from the stage, and all of that can add up into some big bucks if you build it correctly. Mm -hmm. If someone's listening and they're not doing live events Who's the right type of person to do it? Because I could see someone that's never hosted a live event before thinking, oh, well, that's not for me. I can't do live events like that million-dollar person. Mm
3: -hmm. You know, anybody can do a live event, really. If you're a service-based business, you definitely are a prime candidate for having successful live events People want to be connected and they want to have their problems solved. So think about what problem it is that you solve through your business and start thinking about the kinds of people that you could attract. Um, one of my clients is a, a faith-based, service-based business, and so she targets people who are in ministry who need to have support to be encouraged, to be refilled and and fueled to be able to continue to do what they do in their service industry. I've had people who have products that they're selling, um, authors who have books that they want to sell. And so, you know, You don't have to be on either end of the spectrum to be successful in your businesses. You could be anywhere along the lines, but really focus in on what problem do you solve? Because that's going to drive the value and the price that you can charge for making your event a success.
0: So I can see the light bulb flickering over the head of a few of our listeners. So if they're thinking about, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe an event is right for me, we're grabbing a notebook and we're listing all the problems that we solve. Or if we're really clear about the problem that we solve, we're starting to think about the types of content and the people we connect. Is that the right way to start the event journey? Oh, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. It sounds like fascinating business and right now there is someone that isn't in the event game Uh, and if they start with your recipe of their target audience, the problem that they solve, making sure that the event is interactive and the facility, uh, they could be on the right path to significant revenue and engagement to fuel the business. And while we still have one moment left, that's what I'd like to ask you. It's not just about the revenue. What are some of the other benefits that come from throwing a great live event in your business?
3: You know, um, networking is a great way to look at it when you're looking at a live event. Connecting and collaborating with other people is another way that you can grow your own business from hosting an event. Um, You gain great referrals from events and you elevate yourself as an expert in the eyes of others when you have had an event. It's just like becoming an author. People look at authors like, "Oh man, I could never do that." You are super special. You've got the superpower I don't have. It's the same way with events. When you host your event, you become somebody to look at and
0: aspire to become. That is crazy inspirational. And now the wheels are turning. You just made some people some money for 2023. Ann's a good bar. Ann's a good bar. Coaching and consulting. Thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year.
0: Up next on the Pat Miller Show is an interview that you might not want to hear, but you probably need to hear. Getting fit in 2023 as a busy small business owner. We'll talk to Hallie Brooke next.
1: America's small business conversation continues next
0: on the Pat Miller Show.
4: Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, sidekick accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit sidekick-accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted sidekick.
1: Now, America's Small Business Conversation
0: continues on the Pat Miller Show. It's New Year's Eve, and you know what that means. It's time to think about the person you want to be in 2023. And for many of us, we want to be less of a person. We want to try and get in shape and feel a little bit better about ourselves. And that means asking ourselves some questions about how to be a little bit fitter and feel a little bit better but it's tough sometimes when you're a small business owner and an entrepreneur because you have so many things going on. So I thought we would bring in some expert help here on New Year's Eve. Hallie Brook is the CEO of Live Nourished Coaching, and she's got some perspective as an entrepreneur and someone that helps people get fitter. So let's welcome her to the show. Hallie, thank you for joining us. A lot of folks are thinking about this. Is this like your most popular day of the year to have this conversation? <laughs>
5: it really is. This is a pretty great year. Pat, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: So is it tougher for entrepreneurs to find a health plan that fits, or is it just tough for everybody? And I'm complaining.
5: <laughs> it's tough for everybody. I think entrepreneurs have an even more particular challenge. You know, everybody is busy. And as entrepreneurs and business owners, we're we're not only wearing An additional hat compared to the hat that everyone else wears we're wearing a sombrero and a bulletproof vest (laughs) and and the whole fireman's outfit like (laughs) we just got a lot more going on you know we're we're friends and family we're husbands and wives we're partners we're moms we're dads Um, and then you know we have a job but our job is a business that we are in charge of so we like everybody in the planet has time constraints and Habits that don't push them in the right direction. And then entrepreneurs, we just add add a whole thing to that. So it is more challenging for entrepreneurs.
0: And before we get into how to write a New Year's resolution that we can stick with and see the results that we're looking for, I want to identify with the entrepreneur real quick. Cause in my mind, if it's make the sale or go to the gym, I will prioritize running the business and making the sale because I gotta have the money. Right but I'm sure you can help me rearrange that thinking. How would we go about doing
5: that? I do. So When people work with me, I have a program called the Nourished Entrepreneur that is specifically targeted at this problem. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves as entrepreneurs, the first thing that we work on is perspective. And we have to buy into the perspective that actually you going to the gym instead of taking that sales call is going to be more profitable. And I back that up with research. So I wanna read, I wanna read your listeners two quick quotes. This first one is from Forbes. They did this big multi um, multinational study, and here's the results. In summary, leaders who scored in the bottom 50% of the wellness profile lost money. Healthy leaders made profit, and leaders who ranked in the top 10% of the well-being profile more than doubled the company's profit in a two-year period in comparison to the other 90%.
0: Okay. Now, hold on. (laughs) You're saying if we're in the top 10%, of fitness or wellness that we're going to perform better and make more money. Yep. Is that what you just said? That is
5: exactly what is,
0: I just is, said. Is is the radio working here? Did I really hear you say that?
5: <laughs> I really said that. I really said that and there is data from Forbes Business Magazine to back it up.
0: Okay. All right. I believe you. So now we need to go from maybe we are already in the top 10% and if you are high five and congratulations. But if you're like me, certainly not in the top 10%. So it's New Year's Eve. We want to make a change. How do we start our journey to that top 10%? Because thinking about a resolution that I'm never going to eat a cookie again, I know that's not going to happen. I can tell myself that story today, but I know it's not going to work. So how do you walk people through that Thought process.
5: So, the first thing we need to do is we need to shorten the scope. We know that year long goals, even for our business, they might work, but they don't have the same kind of teeth that short term goals do. So, let's take the example of weight loss because that's such a common thing. The first thing we want to do is figure out what's realistic. Well, it's realistic to lose about two pounds a week. That's totally doable. We're going to say, okay, I'm going to lose two pounds a week. There's four weeks in a month and then I'm going to multiply that times, um, or actually we're just going to do two pounds a week times 12, right? 24 pounds. Okay. In in 12 weeks, I can realistically lose 24 pounds. We're not saying this whole year, I'm going to go to the gym every single day. We're going to say in 12 weeks, I'm going to lose 24 pounds. Very doable. Now we back that up and we say, what actually has to happen in order for you to lose 12 pounds? And we turn that into daily actionable steps. Well, it means I need to move my body more. Okay. If you're the CEO who you know goes to the gym twice a week and you need to lose a couple pounds, maybe we say it's three times a week and we start making that an actionable step. You are going to go to the gym three times a week. If you are the entrepreneur who hasn't gone on a walk in the last 12 months, we're not going to go to the gym three times a week. We're going to say, I'm going to take a walk at lunch twice a week. And we start making it actionable. And then we do, you know, the, the tracking on that. And we say, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to the scale. I'm going to pay attention to, am I doing the thing that I said I was going to do? Right. I'm going Mm. to make three sales calls a day. I'm going to go on a 30 minute walk twice a week.
0: So you're saying set the goal inside a 12 week window, but then don't watch the scale. Watch the actions, watch the behaviors,
5: watch your behaviors.
0: That seems a lot more doable than saying I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. It
5: really does. It is a lot more doable.
0: Okay. So let's play a speed round of questions because I have many questions (laughs) that someone like you could answer because when you talk about entrepreneurs and you talk about fitness, some of these ghost stories come to the surface. Mm -hmm. So I want to know if they're real or if they're BS. Can we do that? Yeah, hit me. All right, cool. Here's the first one. Standing desks. Good for weight loss and fitness, or is that BS?
5: Both. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tell me about it. So
5: just standing at your desk is actually a really great way to jack up your lower back. Um, Just standing is no different than just sitting. However, if you get a standing desk with a little walking pad, brilliant. If you get a standing desk Mm. with a Bosu or a wobble board that you can stand on, brilliant. Yeah. So if you just get a standing desk, there's kind of no point. Like you might as well just sit all day or not really do anything different. If you get a standing desk with some way to wiggle and move, it will absolutely help.
0: (laughs) Now that's brilliant because you hear people say all the time, oh, I got a standing desk and I lost 10 pounds. I always thought to myself, why? You're not moving. You're just standing there. Yeah.
5: They're probably wiggling. There's actually a study that shows that people who are naturally thin just fidget more than people who are naturally heavy so it doesn't have to be a crazy workout you just gotta you know pace on your office while you're on a phone call like just wiggle a little bit
0: here's the other one i want to ask about everyone is obsessed with Water consumption. Oh my gosh. Oh, if I just drink 19 gallons of water a day, I'm going to be skinny. Can can we get for real on water consumption?
5: (laughs) Yes, we can. 19 gallons, you would end up in hypolatremia and end up in the hospital. So don't do that.
0: That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Don't do that. We
5: don't want that. Um, Sort of same with the standing desk, yes and no. So the absolute bare minimum of water that your body needs in order to function is half your body weight in ounces a day. So for every 100 pounds that you weigh, you need to drink at least 50 ounces, and that's without, with no exercise, with no stress, nothing. Just to maintain your 80% of your body as water is 50 50%. Percent of your body weight in ounces. If you are exercising, we increase that. So anytime that you sweat, you want to drink 20 ounces of water immediately after that. Water is um, an appetite suppressant. So oftentimes people actually don't know if they're hungry or if they're thirsty. And so they'll eat... When they don't need calories, they actually need water. So drinking water is a great way to lose weight because we can find out what our body is telling us. If I drink water, I wait 10 minutes and I'm still hungry, I'm actually hungry. If I drink water, I wait 10 minutes and I'm not hungry, then I don't don't need it. So drinking water is a fantastic way to lose weight. Your body is 80% water. Drink more water. Just maybe not 19 Drink gallons. More water. And maybe put not, some
0: not 19 yeah, gallons.
5: Maybe put some electrolytes in there so you're not flushing all your potassium out of your system.
0: All right. That's kind of advanced 201 <laughs> stuff though. We can't go there yet. We'll get there eventually. All right. Thank you for the speed round and thank you for the framing of how we should set our New Year's resolutions and for the inspiration that the top 10% in fitness make double the profit. Now that's something we can all aspire for. Hallie Brooks, CEO, Live Nourished Coaching. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show.
5: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, let's move forward and talk about next year and the impact that could come if you were to apply and win some recognition for your small business. You know, there are awards all over the place, but are they worth applying on? Our small business celebration coming up is with Heather Hernandez of Brothers Painting. She's won a million awards and they do move the needle. We'll talk with Heather Hernandez and do our celebration next.
1: America's small business conversation
4: continues next on the Pat Miller Show.
1: America's Small Business Conversation continues
6: on The Pat Miller Show.
0: Welcome back to the show where we talk about what's working right now and we give you advice and tips and we solve problems and we split the atom and we do all of these amazing things to help you move down uh, into your business goals and make your dreams a reality. And one of the things that we do every single week is we stop and we celebrate And we bring in an entrepreneur to hear from them about something that happened in their business that's fantastic. And we do that so we can share the good vibes, because good vibes are good luck. And we want to learn from them how they accomplished their goal. Joining us today from Texas is Heather Hernandez of Brothers Painting. Heather, thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. So what are we celebrating today?
6: Hi, Pat. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on your new show, Uh, Today I'm celebrating that we got nominated for another win award for um, Top Job of 2022 from the American Painting Magazine, American Painting Contractor. Also, uh, my son got chosen to be on the cover of the magazine for December 2022 which is the magazine that announces all of the top jobs for the entire year so really excited about that
0: as a painting contractor and someone that helps people paint rooms and office buildings and that kind of stuff how impactful is it to get something like top job and to have your son on the cover what does that mean for the business
6: that means a lot for the business um, in a few ways one is just exposure Um, credibility. You can show clients or prospective clients, you know, that you've been recognized by your peers as, you know, being an expert um, in your, uh, what you're doing. Also on the flip side for your employees or whoever might get recognized or whatever work is being done that's being talked about. Dan got such a boost from that. It's just unbelievable. And he's kind of flying high right now because, because it's just great. So, Um, I would never, ever pass up the opportunity to uh, throw our hat in the ring for something, even if we're feeling like, oh, we don't deserve that, or we didn't do anything, or we're just painters.
0: And, you know, I think you make a great point. Not only can you then on future jobs show someone the cover of the magazine where you had job of the year, you're also celebrating an employee's accomplishment because all too often an employee will leave the business, And you'll ask them, why are you leaving? And they'll say something along the lines of, well, you never cared about me or you never lifted me up or you never supported my growth. When you can put an employee forward and have them win an award, that will help with retention and making them feel good, wouldn't it?
6: Exactly. And uh, I think it also puts a little fire under everyone else to kind of prove that they can do it, too. (laughs) Or, you know, maybe it'll be me next time or it'll be our job next time. So. It just creates kind of a little ripple effect uh, throughout.
0: It's exciting to win the award. And now we get to turn our attention to the folks that are listening. So if someone's listening and they're saying, wow, that's really good for Heather. Congratulations. High five and all that stuff. But I always saw those awards as just kind of a waste of time and they must be really hard to win. And you kind of feel braggy when you have to fill out the entry and all of that stuff. Are they really worth it? Because you've won a few in the course of Brothers Painting.
6: Yes, we've won a uh, governor's award for the state of Wisconsin, two top jobs. um, We've been published. It's exciting. Get braggy. It's worth it. I mean, why are you doing this if you're not going to brag about yourself and your your team? Um, The time it takes to do the application is is minimal compared to, you know, the effect you're going to have if you do win. I mean, even just for yourself, it's a little bit of gratification and, you know, proof to yourself that what you're doing is Awesome.
0: I know that you're really proud of your work, so maybe you didn't have a hard time filling out the form, but if someone is having a hard time being a little bit braggy in their head or boasting about their work, do you have any tips or tricks or ways we could think about filling out that form that might give us a little boost of confidence to fill out the form and put our best foot forward?
6: Yes, I would. I would go to your fans and ask them what they think and what have they noticed about what you're doing. That's great. Or what did they remember about you, you know, that they learned from you? That's all just important feedback you should be getting anyway. So it's a plus.
0: That's a really good piece of advice because your fans, they'll do the bragging for you, won't they?
6: Right. And sometimes we don't see what we're doing. Uh, my case, i that's my number one flaw. I don't always see what I'm doing is great. And I just think, oh, gosh, I'm wasting my time. But I turn to my network and my peers and, you know, we talk and they give me feedback that, you know, maybe I'm doing this right. You know, sometimes it's helpful feedback that's something I need to work on. So I would definitely get a group around you, a community that you trust, and uh, lean on them for support.
0: Feedback from your fans is really valuable. I can see why that would help uh, tell your story in a way that maybe I'm not comfortable telling it. But what other tips and tricks do you have about filling out the form? Are there other statistics or observations that maybe, now that you've done a few of these, that we should be thinking about that really look good when you submit a form like this?
6: It looks really good when you know that, you know, if there's something you've gone above and beyond with, put that in there because that's what differentiates you from anyone else submitting their application. They do want it to be special and they do want you to be different because they're obviously trying to market what they're doing. So you want to be compelling and have a real story with whatever it is that you're submitting.
0: And I'm not sure if people really think of it that way. I know that I don't. I would think of it more like a resume and not like a story. And you're saying it's more like a story than a list of accomplishments.
6: Absolutely. So our first top job we won, it was a lead lead house. So it takes a lot to um, be able to refinish a house that has lead paint. So we actually didn't have a lead certified renovator uh, certificate. So we stopped the project. The clients wanted to work with us. They were willing to wait while we went and got certified um, and learned how to do it. And we worked with them through, you know, this the state of Wisconsin to learn how to do it properly. So I think that's why that you know was on the magazine's radar that we took extra steps. We didn't just say no. We can't help you with this. Um, and we went for it after that.
0: It's probably a good time of year to do that too, right? Here towards the end of the year, we're reflecting back and what we did in 2022. Are we making notes? Would you start a new Word document and just noodle down some things that happened? I mean, what kind of data should we be collecting so when we fill out the forms, we're ready to go?
6: Definitely dates, who your team is, you know, who contributed, uh, what makes them special, you know, what is their, what are their qualifications? um, location, everything. I, you know, mine's real specific to a painting job, but our projects and our jobs have so much to it that you may not think about because you're doing it every day, but everything matters and everything counts and you never know what they're going to pick up on. So tell the full story.
0: You know, another thing that people might overlook is taking photos. You're really good about taking pictures. Do those come in handy in these kinds of entries?
6: Oh yes, I take so many pictures. Everybody knows this. <laughs> I share them. <that. laughs> uh, my kids run away from me. Yes, good photos before, after, during. Um, not always just posed. Just some real life photos that show what you're actually doing. Not, you know, something that would look good in a magazine. I've never had anything that looked good in a magazine. I had guys covered in uh, lead paint and dirty and suits on. And they thought that was interesting. So um, just, just always be thinking about differentiating yourself. I mean, we do that anyway, just in our business for marketing, but it's kind of the same thing. You're marketing yourself to these people and you want to stand out, but also, you know, you want to win something that you believe you did a great job on.
0: Yeah, it really makes you feel proud, like you're doing the thing the right way. You know, last thing, just a little piece of motivation. You said it was good for the business. On some of these previous awards that you've had, have you had people call you and say, yeah, I saw you won the thing, and I'm going to now hire you to do the painting
6: for me? I have, actually. The biggest one was our Wisconsin Governor's Award, and we didn't get to go attend a ceremony or anything because of COVID, which was... Kind of a bummer because it would have been great to walk across the stage, but I had, gosh, maybe 10 or 12 people contact me. Hey, we saw you on the Zoom and what are you doing? Tell us how you did that and what's going on with your company. Um, And yeah, we got some clients out of that. So it's definitely worth it.
0: There you go. If you need the bounce, you want the motivation, it's worth the money, and it feels good. You can reward your employees the top job for 2022. Heather Hernandez, congratulations, and thanks for coming on The Pat Miller Show.
6: Thanks, Pat.
0: It was a really cool opportunity to be on the air on New Year's Eve so we could look back on 2022 and celebrate our wins and celebrate our losses and learn what we could from them. We also talked about how events could be a big part of your business next year. We talked about fitness and wellness and how we live a long life by taking care of ourselves right now. And then we also reflected on how awards and recognitions can help us get more business in 2023. I'm here to help you build your small business in the next 12 months. I'm glad you found the show. Go do whatever you like tonight, but please be safe because I want to see you right here next week on the Pat Miller Show. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show.
1: See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community.
0: A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere.
1: Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit.